Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. You are going to learn so much about this nonprofit organization, and I can't wait to learn more about it too. I'm sitting here with Natalie Boyle um, with uh, Mommies in Need. Yeah. Um, and this is an organization that you started due to your own personal experiences. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's one of those things I often joke that I accidentally founded a nonprofit because right. it, it was never something I set out to do. Yes. Um, it really just kind of came from uh, my life. So um, I have twin girls and oh. they're, um, yeah, they're just, just graduated fourth grade today. Oh, yay. I know. <laughs> so it's very sweet. But when they were very little, um, I went through a series of really terrible health conditions. So oh, yeah. from about the time, what, six weeks, when they were six weeks old, I had my first hospital stay for about 10 days. Oh, my um, and then uh, up until the time they were two and a half, I had six surgeries and um, you know, oh so wow. much time in the hospital, uh, cancer diagnosis, a, you know, and these were all I had, it's, it's very strange. I actually had multiple health issues that were unrelated to each other, but just kept stacking on top of each wow. other. So, um, so I had ulcerative colitis, uh, and I had to have my colon removed, which is pretty much exactly yeah. as fun as that sounds like yeah. it would be. Right. Yeah. And, um, and it was because of the colon removal that they did a body scan that they found my thyroid cancer. Okay. So I wound up being like surgery, biopsy, surgery, bi like it was just nonstop wow. um, for multiple years. Oh um, and this was all during the time that my babies were really little. Yeah, that's and a very you know, demanding time yeah. um, for babies, you know, nurturing everything. Exactly, so. yeah. And so it was one where, um, as hard as that was to get through, yeah. I always knew that I was still lucky because all my family lives here yeah. and my mom helped and my in-laws helped. And, you know, we were really able to piece together a lot of care for the kids. Um, and then we were able to afford a nanny to kind of fill in those gaps. Right. And so I started recognizing, well, what do people that don't have those kind of resources, yeah. um, what do they do? And uh, a friend of mine uh, named Annie, so she got diagnosed with colon cancer kind of right as I, like I was just on the mend yeah. and um, and she she got sick and uh, she had a two and a four year old at the time and she didn't have any family in town and she didn't have um, the ability to hire a nanny because she yeah. had been a stay at home parent to, you know, as, at a sacrifice to their family so that she could be there, right? right. Um, and so I was talking to her in her hotel room and hotel room that would be nice right oh i'm like oh it's so much fun it's a hotel room yeah. in her hospital room right. and um and i was just sitting there with her and being like well what are you gonna do and, yeah. and she said well i guess i'm just gonna have a friend watch my kid on chemo days and then i'll just do it myself the rest of the time oh my goodness yeah. and that's a hard hard time during chemo because you just you have ups and downs yeah and exhausted and yes. sick and all of the yeah. things um, and I just kind of was like, well, I don't want you to have to do that. And so uh, it, it, it just very much was kind of, I felt called to just go ahead and say, well, why don't you, um, my nanny, I don't need her anymore. I'm better. Right. Why don't I send her to you? And she yeah. was like, I can't afford it. And so I said, well, we'll just get a bunch of people to chip in and pay for it. Yeah. So I started an Indiegogo campaign and 
um, you know, with the goal of raising a couple thousand dollars to give her just a few weeks of childcare. Right. Um, and very quickly, we started to recognize not only were people helping to fund this to the point that we had enough money for her entire chemo treatment of a full-time nanny. Oh, wow. Um, but as I went through those first few weeks of fundraising, that people started to ask me constantly, well, how do I do this for somebody that I love? Yeah. Because there was such a need. And um, and so, you know, it's it's very funny. I'm, I'm kind of big creative picture thinker, but right. um, my husband is, you know, is, he's a f in finance and he's, you know, yep. thinks, <laughs> thinks very linearly. Yes. And, um, and he said to me one day, he was like, Natalie, you can't just have all this money sitting in a bank account and tell people you're like doing good things with it. That, right. You just can't do that anymore. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I better start a nonprofit. So yeah. I just filled out some paperwork and got a few people to be on the board. And, um, and it was just something where I just kind of organically started this thing. And, um, and then we started to get more requests for help. And so we started raising more money and hiring more nannies um, and taking on more families. Wow. And so in our first five years, we provided over 30,000 hours of free childcare to wow. families going through a health crisis. Um, and it was just, you know, it, it started growing so quickly, I think, because first of all, there's a ton of need, yes. but second of all, nobody else is doing this work. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I go and I speak places, the number one pe thing that people are asking me about is there, why has this never been done before? Right. Why, why is this not, does this not exist? And I think, you know, unfortunately, while moms are the backbone of our society, yeah. we just don't think they're, they're going to get sick. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And so it's that thing of like. Uh, you know, when I go and talk is, is every time I get people afterwards being like, I don't know what I would do if right. I was in that situation, we yeah. couldn't have a name. Like, I don't know what I would do. Um, and so it, it's very relatable and it's, everybody knows somebody that's gone through some kind of health issue. Right. Yes. Um, and so we aren't cancer specific. Uh, we just say for our in-home care, it's really about a health crisis. So, um, we've helped with obviously a lot of cancer cases, yes. but stroke and surgery and a major car accident. And, you know, um, we do a lot of high risk pregnancies where a mom has to go on yes. bed rest. Yep. But if you have a two year old, you can't bed rest. It's I, just not yes. possible. No, I, I was there, um, my own personal experience. Um, and yeah, I was fortunate that I had, did have a nanny. So, um, but if I didn't, I had a two-year-old at home and my parents and my in-laws, everyone lives, we all are like a little bubble. Yeah. So that was fortunate too, that the times that the nanny wasn't um, there, that then one of my parents would help with the, yeah. with my son and my husband could come up to the hospital and we could just rotate everything. Um, but I mean, I wasn't there for six weeks. Yeah. And that's hard. It's really hard. And it's hard to, um, you know, when you're away from your kids and you're trying to focus, you've got to focus on yourself and what you need to right. do, but you're so distracted with thinking about, well, where are my kids? Are they okay? Right. Like, and it's that constant worry about your kids. Yes. Um, and so we kind of just set out to start saying, well, like we can't fix whatever medical situation they're going through, but why can't we can make it a little easier, Easy. right? Yeah. We can just take some of that burden off. Um, and so the way that we serve our in-home program, which is we still, um, we, we had to pause it for a while because of COVID, right. um, but we're back up and running now. Oh, good. Um, so it's available to any family in the um, Dallas and Collin County areas. Okay. And what we do is we have nannies who are employees of the company um, and we send them into our client family homes um, up to 40 hours a week for up to six months. And it's all completely free of cost to the family. Wow. So we just raise philanthropy dollars to, yeah. to provide this care. Um, and, uh, and we, like I said, we've been able to do about 30,000 hours with that model. Wow. And so then what happened a few years into doing the in-home model, 
um, is we started having to say no to families for yeah. really heartbreaking reasons. So it was, you know, you can't send a nanny into somebody's home if they don't have stable housing. Right. Or if there's eight people living in a crowded apartment or, you know, all of these kind of situations where families that were li already living in poverty really weren't generally a good fit for the service that we could provide. Right. Um, and so that's when I got introduced to um, the chief innovation officer, Dr. Kavita Bhavan um, at Parkland. Okay. And so I, I kind of uh, got introduced to her and we just started this little group of women. We started talking about, well, could we put a childcare center at a hospital? Like, would that be possible? And um, and we started looking into it and, you know, instantly um, Dr. Bavon and the other kind of champions over at Parkland saw it because, you know, if, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but Parkland okay. Hospital is the um, Dallas County Safety Net Hospital. Okay. Um, so it's largely under, uninsured, underinsured, Medicaid, you know, kind of the, the right. hospital for everyone that can't. Correct. And um, they were talking about, they see, first of all, patients don't show up all the time. They cancel surgeries. They cancel things because they're, they're not able to make it. But right. then... Also, that they um, would bring their kids with them. And so, especially with like, you know, moms that have just had a baby and they're like holding their baby while they're having a gynecological procedure, like these stories that yeah. are just not but good can, for the parent but, or baby, and right? Which is unfortunate is that they don't have anywhere for that child to be. They can't leave the baby at yes. home. <laughs> um, or, and so they have to bring them. And then what do you do? Yeah. I mean, you've got a baby and you've got to do a procedure on a, someone. So. Yeah. So it's, um, it, they, they recognize the need for it and we started working on it. And so, um, it happened to be ready in November of 2020. Oh. And <laughs> so we opened. Yeah. And so we opened a childcare center at a hospital in the middle of the pandemic. Um, but opening during that time allowed us to learn a couple of things really fast that yeah. might've taken us a lot longer to right. get to otherwise. And so with so we, na we named it Annie's Place at Parkland Aww. after my friend Annie, unfortunately, um, a few years ago, she had a recurrence of her cancer and she passed. Oh. And um, but it's it made me really happy to be able to do this and, and name, name yeah. something after her. Um, so Annie's place at Parkland is the center, and um, and yeah, we started to recognize that you know the, the families that we were seeing. First of all, you know our name is Mommies in Need, but it's any parent caregiver. Yeah. Um, and we started to see a lot more grandparents and foster parents and you know all kinds of different family situations. Um, but then also started to recognize that particularly in a lower income population, that they're getting to a worse crisis because they're not getting preventative care. Right. And so we started opening it up. So now it's anybody who's getting um, any kind of medical treatment at Parkland Hospital can use our drop-in child care center for free. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And so it's, it's the most beautiful, just lovely space. Right. We have incredible staff. Um, and it's really about kind of pouring all this love and attention into the kids um, so that while mom is sitting in a chemo chair, she knows. She doesn't have to worry. She knows yeah. her kids are having a blast. Right. And we're texting her pictures throughout the day. Um, and so we're really able to provide this. And so what happened, too, is we started to see – we started to get other kinds of requests that we realized – are part of our mission. And so um, one of the things that happened is the NICU called us and they said during COVID that the parent visitation rates at the NICU had dropped by something like 40%. And the reason was because they stopped allowing siblings in the building. Right. So if a single mom has just had a baby and also has a two-year-old, they can't go spend time with their NICU baby. Oh, wow. And so they said, well, can our parents drop their other kids off so they can spend time with their baby in the NICU? Right. Of course, absolutely. Right. Um, and the other thing we started doing is providing backup care for first responders because 
the hospital staff, if they couldn't be there, then the patients can't get their treatment, right? right? right. So we kind of revamped our mission into what we now say it's caring for kids so families can access healthcare. And it's really sort of anywhere where healthcare and childcare meet, that's our sweet spot and that's what we're there to solve for. Oh, wow. And so since we opened in November, 2020, um, we've already provided care for more than 2,000 medical appointments. Uh, Yeah, it's the demand is huge. um, And uh, and it's something that as we've we've built out the center um, and we're we're already in talks with other hospitals about expanding it. It was always once we came up with this kind of idea around the concept of hospital care. Um, we said, you know, every hospital could just have a small childcare center yes. and then no woman would ever have to miss a medical appointment because right. they didn't have childcare. Right. It's, it's a solvable problem. It right? is. It is. Because, I mean, there are so many people. I mean, you've got so many different needs out there. Um, and again, I think as a mom, um, you always put your kids first. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't get something you know, arrange for your kids, then you're always second. Yeah. So you're going to put that to the back burner and keep putting it. So now this allows you to put yourself a little bit first yeah. and know that your kids are being taken care of. Exactly. And not just taken care of, but, you know, at Annie's Place at Parkland, so every single one of our teachers is trained in trauma-informed care and play therapy. Oh, nice. um, because we see a lot of kids that are, you know, in these crisis situations in their homes. Right. Um, you know, they're maybe parent, their parents really sick and they're having to deal with that. Um, we have an on-site play therapist who um, is a full-time play therapist that works out of Annie's Place. Um, and she can do ongoing one-on-one sessions with kids. Uh-huh. But she's also there to do crisis interventions. So sometimes a kid will come in and it's the first time they've ever been away from their parents and so they're, they're in a brand out. new place and they're acting out or they're hitting or whatever it might be. But we have somebody who's specially trained to be able to help that child. We have a play therapy room where they can go and kind of safely express their anger right. and um, and get to a calmer place. And so, um, and again, everything that we do, the patients don't have to pay a thing for it. It is wow. all completely free of cost. Wow. And um, and that's done, you know, through community support. Um, and and we've been able to really impact uh, a lot of lives since we've since we've opened. That is remarkable. And I think you're doing such a great thing for the community. Um, so question on your, at the hospital, your childcare. So do you um, have volunteers? Do you have paid employees? So um, we are a licensed childcare center. Okay. So we, we have to have paid employees. And one okay. of the things that we learned is that, um, you know, you really, in order to provide really good, consistent care, yeah. y- you need to be, have, have them as employees right. and you have to have um, really, you know, well-trained. We really pour a ton of training and stuff into our teachers. But we do have um, volunteer programs where people can be extra sets of hands in the classroom, right? Oh, so we nice. always have to have a licensed teacher with any child. Right. But we, um, so in a in Texas, you can have like 24 four-year-olds to one teacher. Um, we don't do those kind of <laughs> ratios. Um, we staff at four to one. Okay. And the reason is because it's in an adult day. It's first day of preschool every day because right. there are always kids that have never been there before. Yes. Um, and so with these small ratios, we're able to really give the kids that one-on-one attention that, that they need and that's yeah. so good for them. Um, and one of the ways that we do that is through our volunteer program. Gotcha. So we do volunteers, we do interns, and um, we actually work with an organization called the Senior Source. And they have a program where they employ seniors and send them into organizations to be um, 
do they call it? They call like it grandpa. a, a <laughs> they, they call it a, <laughs> like a, a foster grandma or oh, something. I love it. And so we have a couple of um, we have a couple of women that come and help hold the babies and oh, are you know we have Granny yeah. D and and it's just oh. it's the sweetest thing and um, and so yeah so if anybody is listening and wants yeah. to get involved, um, we absolutely have classroom volunteers. Um, we also always need stuff right because yeah. one of the things that we try to do because so many of our families are living in really hard conditions um we don't ask them to bring anything so we provide diapers wipes formula um baby clothes uh literally anything that they could need while they're there so there's just no barrier to care right right? and um and then we try to just kind of pour all kinds of extra resources to the kids so for every holiday we do some kind of drive and so a lot of you know girl scout groups or mom's groups or things We'll put together, you know, Thanksgiving baskets for yeah. the families or, you know, all of the stuff that we can do to kind of help surround that family with care and love, especially when they're going through, you know, a cancer treatment oh, or yeah. something. Well, and that just, I mean, I love that you do that because um, that's another thing that is a stressful thing for, you know, a mom. And um, maybe she's going through a major um, health um, situation um, and money's tight. And then here comes the holidays. Yeah. And so she's kind of scrambling, what am I doing and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the age limits for So um, we are actually, it, typically it's zero to six is uh-huh. what we're built for. Okay. Um, during summers and school holidays, we actually do get kids up to about nine, 10. We yeah. can keep entertained. Um, anything old, older than that, they're going to get bored. Right. Um, but when, one of the things that we do that's different is we actually accept newborns. So most childcare centers Correct. won't take kids until six weeks at okay. a bare minimum. Okay. Um, but because we get a lot of moms with postpartum complications, we've had kids as young as like, three days old in our center, oh, like wow. little teeny babies. Of course, it's really hard for me yes. when the teeny babies are there because I yes. just want to sit and hold them all day. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we are able to do that. And again, that's because we can get extra staff. And so when we have a, a high needs infant like that, we'll staff it one to one so that we're, we're really able to make sure we're taking great care of the kids. Oh my goodness. I mean, you guys are doing such a remarkable um, thing for the community. Um, I can see the need here in our area and to grow to other hospitals. I love, you know, that that's what you guys are in the works on uh, because it really is. It's something that every, you know, every hospital really should have. And I don't know why it's taken so long. Well, it, it is. And, you know, it's it's interesting because there's a lot of focus in the medical field right now on what's called social determinants of health. Yeah. So that's saying that somebody can't be healthy if they don't have food, if they don't have clean right. water, if they don't have shelter, all of those kinds of things. Um, but child care has never been discussed as part of that. And so we're starting to actually do advocacy work to get childcare on that social determinants of health list um, because it is. It is. A hundred percent people, they get sicker because they're not treating, getting treatment for what they need. Yeah, they're not taking care of themselves. Exactly. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. Yeah, it's that oxygen mask. (laughs) You you put yours on first and then your child. Correct. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I have learned so much. So um, if we have viewers out there that want to... Um, donate or help or, yeah. you know, I mean, it sounds like you guys have some fundraisers. Yeah, absolutely. Drives. So, yes, it's uh, Mommies in Need. Our website is mommiesinneed.org. And you can go there and you can find kind of a little bit of everything okay. on what we do, um, ways to get involved, to donate, to volunteer. Um, yes. You know, we always list all of our events and things up there. So that's Wonderful. that's the, the hub and the place to go. And then yes. please, you know, the big thing too is we just are trying to raise awareness yes. that this help exists. 
So if you know someone that is going through a health crisis, Definitely. we're able to, you know, go in the homes in Dallas and Collin County. Um, and at Annie's place, you know, we can see a lot of kids and that's in the medical district. So. Well, I love it. I have learned so much, Nellie. Um, and I cheers you for starting this. Thank and um, I look forward to seeing more centers around. Wonderful. Thank cheers. you so much. You're cheers. welcome. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.